Yo, yo, we're Estro Hayes, and we're just trying to grow. That means we're bringing you dope insight into the cannabis industry with exclusive interviews, product reviews, and more. The more you know, the more you grow. Now, let's get into the session. We just tried and hello i am sarita wright and we are here at the cannabis world expo and today we are talking with dr ronald ong ding he is a neurologist in sarasota florida who received his medical degree from the university of texas southwestern medical school and he has been in practice for more than 20 years um dr ronald is also a medical cannabis um I don't want to say prescriber, um, and he is here today, and he spoke yesterday at the expo, and you were talking about some exciting breakthroughs that you have discovered, and wanted to find out a little bit about what some of those breakthroughs have been. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, just as a background, I'm a very traditionally trained physician. I did my pre-med here in New York City at Columbia University, and as you said, medical school in Dallas, Texas. Then I went into neurosurgery residency and the neurology residency, and we were never taught in medical school about cannabinoid medicine. So, in fact, I was very stigmatized and against it. But out of necessity, about five, six years ago, I saw a patient in my practice who had intractable seizures. He was age 22. At age 15, his skull was crushed in a farming accident when a truck ran over him and he had five brain operations and was living in San Antonio. His mother was a pharmaceutical rep that I was working with and she told me that they were going to move to Colorado and I said, why? And she said, well, my son is having intractable seizures. I want to use medical cannabis. And so they were going to move, but she found out about my drug delivery system, which has eight patents. And I'll tell you about that a little later. The delivery is unique in that it takes neuroactive drugs, that is drugs that act on the brain and delivers it through the skin in the back of the neck right to the brain, bypassing the blood flow, bypassing the blood-brain barrier because the skin and the central nervous system when we were embryos were made from the same embryological tissue, neuroectoderms, so they're one in the same tissue and they just look differently, but they have receptors which communicate with each other. So if you were to take a compound that has neuroactive properties like either CBD or tryptans or whatever, put it into a medium that penetrates the top layer of skin and binds the receptors in the skin, it sends messages right to the brain to have therapeutic benefits bypassing the blood flow. And so she she knew about that and she wanted me to try CBD, which is cannabidiol, the non-active component, non-psychoactive component of cannabis. But I was reluctant because I didn't know much about CBD, I didn't know about cannabinoids. And I also knew that there were a lot of legal matters, and I didn't want to get in trouble with the DEA and lose my license. But her letter to me was so compelling and heart-wrenching. My wife read it, and she said, you don't have a choice. You need to help this lady out. So I said, okay, I'll try CBD from hemp, which is non-psychoactive, with my delivery in the cream form in the back of the neck. He came from San Antonio, spent a few days with me in Sarasota. Make a long story short, He's been seizure-free three and a half years, graduated from college, got a standing ovation at Abilene Christian University. His advisor didn't think he'd make it, and now he's doing well. And what it did for me was that it opened my eyes to the potential of cannabinoids, and now I have fully incorporated that in my practice. I was the second neurologist in the state of Florida licensed uh, 
to prescribe cannabis in Florida. I was the first physician in Sarasota County, and now I have daily patients coming to me, not just for neurological disorders, but in Florida, you can use it for any condition I consider debilitating. So if you had told me eight, ten years ago that I'd be doing this, I'd be advocating cannabis, I'd be speaking on it, I wouldn't have believed it. Now, the downside of cannabinoid therapy in a lot of people's eyes is that, well, what does it do when it gets in the bloodstream, especially in kids with developing brains? Doesn't it have long-term side effects? Doesn't it get you high? Doesn't it get you addicted? My drug delivery system bypasses all those concerns because the bloodstream is not affected. So I feel privileged to be dealing with a compound that's 6,000 years history of benefits to be now placed in time in history when it has made a resurgence in America and I have the delivery, the proprietary delivery, which allows it to be delivered non-systemically. In fact, when I researched the history of cannabis in America, I was flabbergasted. From 1850 to 1937, it was widely prescribed in America and marketed by Big Pharma. In fact, uh, two pharmaceutical giants, uh, Eli Lilly, which introduced Prozac, and Park Davis, which became Pfizer, joint partnered, bought a farm in, yes, Pfizer, they joint partnered, bought a farm in Greenfield, Indiana, and grew Cannabis Americana. Before that, they were importing from India, Cannabis Indica. So that's how prominent cannabis was in those days. Then unfortunately, 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act came in 1941. Cannabis was removed from all pharmacopoeia. You couldn't get it anymore and then lost favor. But now in recent years, it's made a resurgence. And I thank people like Sanjay Gupta from CNN who did the Weed 1, 2, and 3 series and I said, if Sanjay believes in that, he's a neurosurgeon, I need to look into that. <laughs> and so I looked into that and kept my mind open for that pivotal case about that boy with the seizures. So the bottom line is it's all about education. It's all about being open to the potential and not be so stigmatized and so caught in your past experiences and thoughts that you're not open to what the future has. Wow. So, Dr. Ron... First of all, thank you. I did not know that about uh, Pfizer. That's that is so interesting. So, my first question is: You have a number of patents. Why the need for so many patents? Um, and 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 yeah. First, let's start there. Why the need for so many patents? Well, I don't know if you know how the U.S. Patent Office works, but um, I developed a drug delivery methodology. In other words, treating neurologic psychiatric diseases through delivery at the back of the neck of the hairline so that the nerve endings there could be activated and go right to the brain. That's the basic aspect of my patent. That being said, I had to gather data and file separate patents for each compound. My first one was for a triptans for migraine. My next one was apomorphine for Parkinson's, then tizanidine, and now I have the cannabinoid patents filed as well. Unfortunately, that's the way it's done. Patents have to be filed with specific compounds. And these (coughs) compounds and these patents are going to be used for different products that you are working on that will be available to treat uh, different ailments? Yes, they are. Uh, Most of my patents are with pharmaceutical compounds. As I said, the triptans, apomorphine, tizanity. But cannabinoids are my first uh, non-pharmaceutical natural compounds. I'm using... 
filed with CBD as well as caryophyllin. Caryophyllin is a non-cannabis derived cannabinoid receptor agonist which is found in African black pepper in cloves and lavender. Oh, wow, wow. So one of the things that we've seen with our audience at Estro Hayes, um, the 44 plus, some of their issues are, you know, arthritis, um, eczema, especially in the African-American community. And I've seen that you have done a lot of research um, on some of those things, but also epilepsy, of course. What have you found um, with treating some of these other ailments with cannabis? How How is that working as opposed to using a opioids or do you use your methodology in conjunction with some opioids or is it a case-by-case basis? You know that's a great question. Um, I'm a clinical researcher as well and I've done 60 clinical trials for the pharmaceutical industry bringing to market drugs for epilepsy, Parkinson's and so forth for the pharmaceutical industry. That being said, the current pharmaceutical compounds we use either block or stimulate certain processes. For instance, Prozac is an SSRI, serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Whereas cannabinoids do not block or stimulate, they modulate. It's a completely different process. Modulate means to put into balance in proper fashion and amount things that are out of balance. Further than that, when you use cannabis or cannabinoid medicine, we are capitalizing on our own endocannabinoid system. Dr. Rafael Machulam out of uh, Israel discovered some years back that the reason cannabis and the cannabinoids work on us is that they work on our CB1 and CB2 receptors, which our own endocannabinoid system works on. In other words, when we use cannabinoids, we are basically integrating a natural compound to work with an innate uh, system that we already have. And I don't know if you're familiar with the Knox family, Dr. Rachel Knox, but um, her and her sister, her mom, they also uh, do medical teachings. They're doctors on all the endocannabinoid system. Uh, she was on a panel last year, and she suggested that she recommended that everyone take a certain dose of CBD because daily because it helps for so many things. She mentioned uh, children who play sports. It helps with the brain. I just wanted to find you know another uh, doctor who says, you know what? Yeah, I think we all should be taking it almost like a multivitamin uh, of sorts. What are, what are your thoughts on daily daily dosage? You know, I can't disagree with her. The only thing is, in what form is it going to be used and to what degree? You're, you're exactly right. None of us are perfect, so all our systems to some degree need to be modulated and balanced, especially with all the food supplements and all the stress and so forth. And as we age, you know, processes start slowing down and become defective so we need modulation but like you said vitamin therapy you can take too much vitamins you know it has to be done I feel um, judiciously with common sense and with the um, supervision of a physician who's aware of how to do do this now you had asked me about autism and seizures any neurological process has electrochemical uh, components that are deranged And what I realized was in autism, there's a problem with neural processing. And I do EEGs, which are electroencephalograms, looking at the electrical activity of the brain through superficial electrodes in the scalp. And 100% of autistic kids, I have found, have abnormal EEGs, which shouldn't surprise us because they have symptoms and the electrical discharges are abnormal. When I use CBD, particularly with my cream, I notice 
improvement in the EEGs within five to ten minutes and some improvement in the clinical symptoms. <clears throat> so that right there is very convincing not only to me and but to the parents. Look, here's an abnormality and look what's happened. And I've found that CBD is a great augment to the current uh, therapies for autism. In fact, many of the current autism therapies are looking at treating symptoms, not at the underlying problem. And in children especially, things like benzodiazepines and neuroleptics can be harmful. How would you recommend parents uh, and adults, if they're not in Sarasota, Florida, or a legal uh, estate, um, but they are interested in cannabis therapy and using cannabis, how would you suggest they start speaking with their physicians uh, about this? You know, you cannot just generalize cannabis therapy because CBD is considered cannabis therapy, but is not the traditional cannabis therapy with THC and psychoactive components. And I didn't know the difference between CBD, TAC, cannabis, and hemp before. So there's that educational component. Plus, many physicians are closed at this point to cannabis therapy, and some that are open are not willing to prescribe or recommend it because they're attached to hospitals or university settings, which unfortunately receive federal funding and they're not allowed to. So we're still in the stages of having to find the people who know what they're doing, are willing to prescribe. And uh, I'll give you my um, own website. It's AUNGDINMD.com. And my company is um, Afghan Pharma, A-F-G-I-N-P-H-A-R-M-A.com. And I work in conjunction with a company that supplies uh, very pure CBD, the name of the company is Isodiol, I-S-O-D-I-O-L.com, and they've been supplying my CBD, and I've been working in partnership with them, and have developed the cream Isoderm, which is currently being used to treat seizures, uh, autism, and pain and neuropsychiatric ailments. So, what were some of the breakthroughs? And this is my last question. What are some of the breakthroughs that you discussed yesterday? And what do you see the future of cannabis and medicine going? Yeah, I had the privilege of discussing at this medical, um, at this business congress yesterday on a medical topic of treating or using um, cannabis in a non-systemic and therefore bypassing some of the concerns that people have because that's what people have concerned about including my colleagues people are people going to get high are people going to get addicted what's going to happen to children who use it in their developing brains so when you use my direct effects therapy which does not involve the bloodstream and therefore has no drug interactions uh, these can be alleviated and lastly, can people find you on social media? You gave us the email address and any final words? You know, unfortunately, I'm, I'm so busy that I, I stay away from social media. <laughs> There's some other people who do that for me. Okay. But that being said, my last words would be this, and this is what I uh, experienced myself. Be open. Be, don't be so stigmatized. Don't be so opinionated with what you think is right and your past experiences that you're not open to something that could really change your life for the future and for the future of your uh, family. And there you have it. Dr. Ronald, thank you so, so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me.
If you like what you heard, you want more interviews, insight, and of course, entertainment all around cannabis, support Estro Hayes, support your girls in the creation of new content, and become a patron. Visit us at patreon.com backslash Estro Hayes. With your support, we can build this community together.